Good morning, afternoon, or evening. Please delete as appropriate. Hello there, and welcome to this epic episode number 391 of the Material Podcast. I am Andy Anatko, and with us is Florence Ion. Flo, how are you doing? I feel, Andy, like it's all just coming for our bodies at the same time, and we're all just... <laughs> Oh God! I was I, I was stride. I was so relieved like last week. Okay, it, it's obvious. Obviously, you're going to be relieved to find out. That, oh gosh, I'm feeling really sick. I hope it's not COVID. And find get, having a home testing kit and it's not COVID. Um, it is one of the it, it, you know just one of the, one of those things that you didn't even re- worry that much about before before 2020. But yeah, like I've so so like uh, after as soon as we, as soon as we wrapped like the show. I decided, you know what? I am. I have a luxury that even my fellow like freelancer Florence Ion does not have because I have no kids and I live alone. I can basically say, I have my last commitment for the week. It was actually Wednesday. I'm going to. I'm going to basically go to bed right now. And whenever I wake up, I wake up. And so I was able to spend two and a half, three days in bed. Uh, and so you can, I'm still a little bit, you can hear that I'm still a little bit congested, but like I was sick only for two and a half, like three days and then perfectly fine. But, uh, but the, but, but, the, but for, for some reason it's, uh, it's that nerdy thing where yes, yes, obviously I want to make sure that I don't get COVID. I'm glad I don't have COVID. I'm glad that I'm not, I didn't, I wasn't spreading COVID to other people while I was doing my food shopping earlier in the week. I'm glad that I'm still not necessarily worried about like long COVID, but there's something in the nerd brain that just likes a streak, you know, <laughs> That's like just the simple fact that I've maintained like a two and a half year streak now of not having COVID, like not even a little bit, like not even walking COVID uh, or, or at least like, or at least the, the subtle kind where you don't even bother like taking a test or anything. And like, I, and it's, I know it's pathetic that far beyond like being healthy, my relatively healthy myself and not making other people sick. It's just, it was for the same reason that like, after I'd realized that it had been like two years since I'd had a big Mac, like after the shutdown, like, it's like, Oh man, it's the thing is like, I didn't have lunch and like I recorded like in the studio in Boston today. And if I, and I have to take this train because I don't want to say if I, I don't want to have dinner like in the city because then I won't be home until like 11 o'clock or midnight. And I was like, Ugh. and the only restaurant that's like in the station is McDonald's. I was like, but and I really do want like a, a value meal because I know how tasty they are, but I haven't had them in a while. And it's been two years. But there was part of my brain that was saying, but you've got a two year streak going. You've got to keep up the streak. Unfortunately, I wish that my neighbors got your <laughs> memo about keeping up the streak because I before I realized that I was like coming down with something, I have been walking in the neighborhood with, uh, I mean, maybe whatever. I've been walking around <laughs> with a headlamp. Okay. Because, because the thing is like, we voted in California to get rid of daylight savings time, but then they kept doing it anyway. And so I am made to suffer, which means that the walk that used to be like sunset after work every day for me is now like pitch dark and, and silent hillish, <laughs> but whatever. This is why we have camping gear. Um, my favorite thing is to put on the blinker right. mode when uh, I feel like somebody shady is about to walk by me. Usually, the person is fine because mm-hmm. again, I live in the suburbs. But uh, that, but that, that's very wise. There's always a the chance that they're an epileptic and that will throw them into a seizure <laughs> if they, if they mean if they that? mean bad intentions to you. Yes, exactly. I was actually thinking about that. I was like, you know, this <laughs> it's just just anyway. Pokemon there, okay. but you know, just you know, it <laughs> exactly. 
Okay, but the real point I was trying to make is that um, for a couple, no, no, I, you had no idea I was coming to this, which is that for a couple of years, I've been keeping track of the houses in my small town that actually like do something with the exterior that would make me want to drive by it in the Christmas, you know, holiday time to get some festive cheer. And so I started planning my walking routes towards some of these houses. So, you know, I could also walk around like Christmas cheer, right? A lot of these people have given up. <laughs> they have given up. In fact, the route that I was going to take this this evening before I realized that I was feeling crummy, uh, it was so dark. Because <laughs> I was like banking on that people were going to have Christmas lights up. So it's going to be, you know, light outside. Like, you know, because it's lit up by everybody's LEDs. <laughs> Whatever. That it was actually a very dark very, very dark route. And it borders like all these trees. So it's not like lit up on either side by houses. So I decided not to take the scary walk through the darkness that had absolutely no Christmas spirit whatsoever. Okay. Now, maybe that's why I started to feel ill because I just, maybe it finally got to me that some people just have decided not to continue with the cheer in the year of our Lord 2022. Okay, well, I'm I'm glad and relieved that you you added the suffix like not to continue like with the cheer because you the the one interpretation, particularly how gloomy uh, like uh, the, the story was going, was that like you notice that oh geez, and there seems to be a lot of not only are the lights uh, there not no decorations and all the lights are <laughs> off, but mail seems to be piling up. <laughs> there seems to be a lot of horseflies like darting in and out through the mail slot. Yeah, because then it's an episode of Walking Dead and you're like, oh, dear God. Oh, dear God. Are we going to have to start rationing for dog food? Well, Sorry. It, you know, I, it. I stuck with that show for a while. It, you know, it, it could have been like one of those like, uh, uh, like a cheery thing, like the like the first like five minutes of a law and order where, you know, they before they find the body, there's like something ironic happening. And so such that like they're two, like there's sort of like a one one friends who's listening to hip hop and he's arguing with this friend of his who only listens to like slow jazz. And then like they're having this argument and then they're distracted. They come up short because they just found this body with like their and mutilated beyond all comprehension by some sick, sick individual. And then they say something witty on the spot that's pretty sick. But then you think, wow. That's a pretty sharp, clever thing to say. Like I would, be, I'd be screaming too loudly to think of a quip. So, so, so maybe let's. So, if we want to put like some light, some light as a feather sort of stuff on this, it could, again, it could be like the to 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 say nothing about like what the detectives of uh, Law and Order would say as they're holding their coffee cups and saying, <sighs> "Yep, you know what? Okay. Sometimes it doesn't pay to get out of bed, and doesn't pay to fall asleep inside a shopping cart." Okay. Have you heard, by the way, now I'm not watching Law & Order currently, but I am, you know, I listen to pop culture podcasts and the sort. Have you heard that apparently, uh, let's see, the two characters on Law & Order, the most recent series uh, played by Christopher Maloney and Mariska Hargitay, apparently in the canon have officially hooked up. Finally. Okay. I just, see, but I... I I haven't been following Law and Order, or see. I actually have to. I like mean, run I haven't through. either. But but they want us. They want us to. You know. I just, I just think they've run out of things to make them do. It's like 
I, I think like they're like maybe another eleven episodes away from like they wake up and they really and they're in their apartments separately, and then they real come to realize that wait a minute, this isn't this is a simulation of my apartment. And they go outside and they find they've been kidnapped into some sort of like alien gladiatorial combat arena and soon they're gonna have to fight each other to the death like we're talking about producers and writings that are just bored and frustrated with this has been going on for so long like i I, i'm a geek i like Like gray's anatomy it started to get it started to really drive me bonkers the way that they kept yo-yoing in it and i was like i don't care about the drama of the people coming into the hospital this other drama that's supposed to like supersede it is just too much drama are you sure it's not like a workplace comedy set in like a fried chicken outlet in San Antonio? Here's the again, other thing. It's just these, like these, in these, real these shows, life. They, they drift slowly over season after season. By season like 38, like they realize that, oh, we used to be about a plucky a plucky squad of uh, young doctors who are trying to make their way into a very, very competitive uh, uh, medical environment. And now they're lawyers who are suing each other about a war that's happening in space. Wow. I, we, I didn't, I, we, we drifted, we drifted from the original. For the Gen Zers out there, Andy is describing the great writer strike of what year was that? Andy, 2006, 2007. Oh boy. TV was really bad during that time. They had, they had no offense to the, well, actually, no, those writers who were writing were scabs. Technically. Exactly. Well, not technically, actually. Sorry to all those, but exactly that's why the union are so bad. Anyway, <laughs> well, this is the, this is the last uh, last show, uh, not the last of the year, but the last yes. before. If you for those of us who celebrate uh, the twenty fifth day of December, that mark it with festivities and lights and twinkles right. and kringles, uh, and perhaps one, a cross, maybe again, not to make it religious. Sorry, you know, I mean, if that's what you want to do, play Barbies with, go ahead. You know, I just I had no idea one of my neighbors was like religious. And then today I walked by their house and they had a giant light up cross in the window <laughs> as yeah. per the Christmas decor. OK, can I, so, can, I, I, but anyway. I, have, I, I have to ask this. This is always the question. Cross or crucifix? Oh, excuse me. Crucifix. crucifix. Oh, OK, there you yes, go. Yes, okay, yes, yes. Sorry, 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 I, sorry. Cross is just at the, uh, on the on the sort of like on the edge of. No, you're okay, right. It could maybe, be goth. You're, you're not you're not necessarily yeah, exactly. You're, you're not necessarily like proselytizing because, hey, I'm, I'm free to not look in your it's your window. Do whatever you want. It's uh, I, and I, I know there, there's there is we won't get into like the, the the significance in some religions between like when you ha- use a crucifix when you have a cross but like that that is some heavy energy for Christmas if you're saying that That's... this is this is you're, you're 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 this is the end of the book that you're putting in your window you we want the start of the story you're right it's a very Easter thing <laughs> exactly we have, we have our own <laughs> holiday exactly for that horrible thing that happened. I'm so glad Andy agrees about this. See, I was thinking about you while I was on my walk. See, and then, and we won't, I'll I'll end this here because otherwise it's going to be, get even darker, but it's like. We like to talk. See, I have, I, okay, so uh, I have Italian, I had Italian grandparents, not just Italian grandparents, but Italian Boston grandparents. Mm. They lived in an Italian Boston community and such that. You know, it's, it's hard for me to see like a statue of, uh, of the Virgin Mary 
that wouldn't be like in a front yard with like a half buried up ended like old salvage like iron bathtub as sort of like a shrine shroud like protecting again that's that is chef's kiss but sometimes you do have those like really intense church ladies that's like again the 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 the, the rough difference the, the rough difference between people who go for the crucifix as opposed to the cross is that hey look we're supposed to remember that you know this incredible sacrifice that Jesus made for us sure, that, yes. that, cl- that cleansed us of our sins and allowed get allowed us to have life everlasting. Okay, I'm into that. But there were always those church ladies that are like, no, no, we, uh, you, you know, you, we had a special order this from Italy because you know you can't get these kind of blood and wounds <laughs> as realistic and any cross any crucifix manufactured in the United States. <laughs> like, oh my God, <laughs> what is uh, wrong with you? Just remember who was born on this day. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> What's coming? Linus, Linus <laughs> in his blanket, lights please, and saying that they talk about the, the Christmas star. That's fine. So, so, uh, uh, so I've got radio tomorrow, and I'm going to, and I got a challenge in front of me because I'm going to recommend one of my favorite free Google products, but I have to make sure that I, I, I have the guardrails around how I'm going to talk about this app, right? And I don't stray from those guardrails. Okay, mm-hmm. it is, it is the photo scan app. Okay, which I think is right. belongs on everybody's phone, iPhone and Android phone. It is it is their like photo image scanner like app, so that it's it it does a really good job of whether you have like a printed photo that's just like mm-hmm. loose and on the table, or whether there's like something in a frame behind glass on the wall. It makes it very very easy to like stitch together from several different points of view and several different angles a really good. Uh, image uh, a, a copy of this image without the glare from the glass without like it will automatically correct for any distortion because you were downloaded at an angle works really really well it's very very simple um and see the reason why i tend to recommend it around the holidays is that uh you know you you, uh, you often spend a lot of time like unless you're hosting god god save you unless you're yeah, hosting know, like right? the, the big family gathering you might be spending as i once did like Christmas day, basically visiting like from four to like eight different houses. And and it was fun because it also meant that like, I didn't have to stay very, very long, like just, just long enough to get like, get a, to work down the best piece of dessert they had there. And so, Oh, geez, I got four more stops to go, but Hey, da, 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 Merry Christmas, Bon Natale, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but every, so, but every time you go to a different family member's house, it's like uh, in, in the olden days when uh, photos were like printed, like it's not as though like everybody could simply go to Google Photos and download. You could just go to Instagram and yeah. re-download stuff. So maybe there's only one copy of like your great grandparents' mm-hmm. wedding picture, and it's hanging on like your cousin's wall, or your aunt's wall. And this is a great opportunity to say, "Hey, I'm going to grab a grab a copy of that," because you know even if there's only one copy of it, you can understand why the person was possession of it wouldn't let you like take it home and scan it and then return it because God forbid you forget or something happens to it or you decide that. <laughs> Aunt, Aunt, Auntie Lords doesn't deserve this picture. I deserve this picture. <laughs> They're not getting this one back. I'll sell did I ever having borrowed it. Uh, but yeah, so it's a, it's, so it's a great opportunity to like add to your collection of your family history and also post them to put them on like a shared Google Photos or Apple Photos album so every, the entire family can get copies of it. That's great. So that's that's the guardrails. That's what I'm hoping to do. What I'm trying not to do is trying not to make make it funny and personal. By like mentioning the times where, huh, I could have sworn that like that 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 picture got quote lost unquote 
when we were shut, when my, my, my grandmother went into the nursing home and like the f- five of us were like c- c- closing down, like uh, all the stuff, like in, in her house from like 50 or 60 years. Uh, and everyone was looking for it, but they couldn't find it because we were going to put it like in that big row of things that a, we need to make sure that we make copies of for everybody. And also we need to discuss like who wants it and who gets to keep it. Huh? It disappeared and suddenly wound up on aunt Flavia's wall. Huh? Isn't that freaking strange? See, this is why the physical photo is done. This is why we're all going digital because that, because that is trauma. (laughs) That is. It's it's, it's like, well, see my, my story and I I will delete names and references to. to, Sure. Yes. But I I had my own, I was again, as the, as one of the few males in the family, I was like the muscle when, like, again, my grandmother, uh, my grandfather predeceased my grandmother, yes, and my grandfather gen- died. Gender roles, mm-hmm, exactly. yes. <laughs> and so, and so, basically, I spent like three or four weeks, like, basically being like the muscle, like digging through boxes, carrying things out of the attic, you know, carrying things mm-hmm. like into into uh, into people's cars, into like the the trash or whatever, all Andy, this sort of can stuff. Can you help Aunt get so and so to her car? And no, and 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 it was and it was actually it was it was fine. I was I was I was happy. Yeah, too. yeah, like, yeah. You're, you're happy. You help to have something to do that you know will tangibly help people. But like you know, there was a disc. There was a a printed item. wasn't a photo. It was a printed item that was like just gorgeous, and like nobody and nobody kind of wanted it. So I said, hey, geez, I'd kind of like to have this, you know, on my on my wall. I think it's very beautiful. I'll get it framed. It's always absolutely no, 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 absolutely no. That's, I'm glad that someone great. This great, this great, this great. And so this is like I was really, really young back then. I was still like living at home. And so I basically had this like in my uh, on my in my bedroom mirror, you know, wedged between like the the molding and the and the glass, you know, because I I I'm sure I didn't get lost before like I, I got it framed. It, it did take me like six or seven months. It was up there. And then one day I I came and and there was like I don't know when it happened but it was just gone, and somebody like maybe during like a holiday thing where like the extended family was over like was just wandering through the house and saw that and said ooh that's nice think I'll have it, and it turned up on the wall of another relative's house, and the problem was there were like it's possible there were two of these. Again, we're not talking about we're we're not talking about like a one of a kind piece of oil paint or something like this. It's conceived. It was like a, a kind of like a souvenir from a trip, uh, uh, like no of no value, but just it was really cool from like from nineteen fifties. Maybe on a subsequent trip, like my grandparents got another one of these, and that was found elsewhere in the house because I didn't like photograph or anything, so I couldn't like look for telltale wrinkles or something like that. But boy, did it piss me off knowing that. Uh, again, I, I know I didn't lose it. I know I didn't throw it away. It didn't slip behind yeah. anything else. But it's like, and I can't like, I can't suddenly like have a lineup of like all the is the, the knowledge that somebody that I know and somebody that I trust again saw that like on my bedroom mirror and said, "Ooh, that's nice. Think I'll have it." And there's nothing you can do about it. And it's like, and man, as you can tell, I'm it still rankles, like because it's, it's very violating too. It's yeah, well, it's it's very again. This, there wasn't any question as to like who had who had possession of it. Like, okay, this is not like uh, this, this was like in a, in a big pile full of garbage. This and I'm rescuing it, and someone's rescuing it from the garbage. It's like, oh, this is on the in the bedroom mirror of this relative of mine, but right. he doesn't deserve it. I deserve it. And then seeing <laughs> then seeing it like on, a, on another person's wall, and I'm like, uh, I know, and and and. 
fortunately, my parents were still alive. And there are things that you can't, you know, that you can't, you can't knock over that first pebble, even if you innocently say, oh my God, that's so beautiful. I didn't know there were more than one of these. What yeah. do you mean more than one of these? Oh yeah. Well, you know, I, when, when I was helping out yeah. all your aunts do it, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And so I, and it, it, it was on my bedroom wall, but like somehow disappeared, but I'm glad there was a second one that you have. And I, I would, it would, I would be getting such crap from my mom saying, what did you say? to your cousin about did did you accuse them of stealing that thing i'm like and, and then 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 the the dialogue would, would of course like occasionally even eventually have the line i don't care if they did steal it you don't bring that up you just basically you, know. you just take it to the grave really i'm sorry yeah and it's like basically, morbidly, basically but. Ba- ba- exactly you, you take this you take the satisfaction of you know you outlive them you go to their wake you kneel in front of their open coffin you look into their lifeless mummified body <laughs> And you say, you son of a bitch. You think I never knew? I knew. And now who's freaking laughing? What did your theft get? May, maybe, you know, I, I know you probably lived like on balance a good life, but what if like you need like 83 points to get into heaven and the fact that you stole that thing from my mirror left you like one point short and now congratulations, you got to sit your but in 2000 years of purgatory, which if you just simply said, Hey, I'm not going to be a Johnny knows. I'm going to be a Johnny no steely, but no, now there you are. You're just like in lands of fogs and mists outside of God's love. You'll get there eventually. But all that time thinking, if I only didn't steal that thing from my beautiful, lovely cousin who never mentioned it, who's definitely getting into, I, I might've died 50 years before he did, but he's going to be seeing God's grace well before I did. I hope you're happy. My uh, goodness. Andy's been kneeling and praying for a long time. He must've really. <laughs> so again, I'm, 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 I'm focusing on keeping this bottled in. It's like, it's uh-huh. a really handy app to talk about mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> for sharing all those one of a kind mm-hmm. photos. Instead of walking everybody. I, well, burn it. Hell Dolores. <laughs> I have no relatives named Dolores. No, I do want to bring up just to like bring this to try and, and bring this back uh, around to. We are, we are talking about matters. a Google app. We're talking a Google app. This is all perfectly within bounds. I'm not using my, my. Okay, but I have to bring up the fact that the phone that they showcase on their google.com slash photo slash scan page is a Nexus 5. It's not a new app. I actually had to double check to make sure this. I remember when it came out, but you would think that they would update the marketing material to be a little more. I mean, pixel is that a pixel tablet? Is that a Nexus tablet? (laughs) Yeah, and and also to and also to be honest, like it does a good job, but with a if it it's clear that it was created at a time when, uh, like uh, five megapixels or even like three megapixels was considered more than adequate for like for for copying a picture and now that you have like yeah exactly now now that you have like a a nexus 7 pro like with a 50 megapixel sensor it's like can't you just sort of jazz this thing up just sort of put a little bit of razzle dazzle into it it still does a great job and see and this is and this is the this is the the danger phrase where i have to mention it but i have to make sure i don't like get into like stuff because my my extended family is probably going to be listening to this because they often do so I can't I can't say things like and so you know if if you're if like uh, I don't want to use the word like steal 
<laughs> which is right. like you, you could maybe 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 like it's a you know they're like archive like, you could use the word maybe archive. maybe like maybe there are a couple of dozen three dozen people like in the house because it's like sort of an open house party mm-hmm. and you see it hanging on the living room like the, in a hallway and you're not going to ask permission to copy because you don't need to ask permission it's your great-grandparents too mm-hmm. and you can basically mm-hmm. get this copy made without taking the picture down in like 20 you seconds you have your own phone you're done you know exactly. you just you just use it everybody has a phone now right exactly so so that's uh, so it's a uh, it, again, it's, it's it's part of being a professional communicator. That I think that you you will also appreciate that you have to make sure that really, Andy, you, a you professional add, you, communicator, you, people and their families. Come on, now you know that that is a thing that doesn't happen in this world. Communicate. We're just learning about communicating with families on TikTok right now, and just the millennials are getting through it. We haven't even gotten to the Gen Xers. Well, again, we could hardly care less. That's that, <laughs> that, that, that that's our whole shtick. That's our marketing. That's that's that's, that's number one on our menu uh, on our on our uh, on our on our marketing brochure is. Read read this. Don't read this. We really don't care. <laughs> it's not important to us. Uh, but yeah. So in, in in closing, see this. Is, but this is like where manipulation of of your audience gets into gets into play. I know that by telling them this is a handy app to have, that's a good. I have a good chance of getting people to download it by saying it by getting by telling people adding that extra little cherry on the top that maybe you can put one over on that thieving cousin slash aunt slash uncle slash brother of yours without them even knowing it and then maybe they'll see like a copy of this picture like on your wall and they'll wonder how the hell you got it and they broke they, and they you'll can't. be like i use google photos and i got a canvas print that i printed out from a picture that i took at your house three winters ago and you can't do anything about it i see i see i would go more passive aggressive i would say oh. what why is it unusual that like <laughs> i would have like a photo of my grandparents wedding portrait that uh, do you think is do you think that maybe i should not have a copy of this image that i'm not worthy of it is is by extension are you suggesting that i'm not even really a member of this family not as much as you are say i will await your don't wait for the translation answer the question See, this is this is where you play this thing at a very very high level. But we're getting we're getting off traffic. We got a lot of good topics to talk about this <laughs> uh, about this week. Uh, first, we we're talking about ads. Uh, the uh, as Sundar Pichai, the toughest macroeconomic conditions that the world has ever known in the past ten years. Uh, he keeps worrying about uh, how you know how that's affecting the company. Uh, it actually might be helping out Google's ad business from a certain point of view that I wish to present that uh, Sundar Pichai probably wouldn't agree with because. Well, he's a CEO of one of the world's most important companies, and I'm me for all the good things. I'm I'm not that. Uh, next, we'll be talking about tablets, uh, starting with the damnedest hardware leak I think I've seen in the past two or three years. Uh, then we ask the question, quote, is 9 to 5 Google right when they ask the question, subquote, why is Google making a Pixel tablet, quote, pro, uh, close subquotes, close quotes, um, and finally, uh, the last little amuse bouche. We're talking about uh, no, it would be a, a sorbet, whatever. Little little <laughs> de- little delicacy, little little fondue that we get to the, at the end of the meal. Uh, we're going to be talking about cameras and a ripe, juicy plum that an influential YouTuber just dropped into Google stocking. Uh, please remember that there was a time, maybe 180 years ago, when a plum in your stocking was considered a good thing. It was an exotic fruit. It cost many lives to bring that. Uh, from the growing areas of the plum to wherever wow. the child was, um, and so, but but again, and we'll we'll be getting our jingle on this. We're, we're, again, again, I know that I know that in, in the intro, uh, I brought up the, the the visual of somebody's having body being dead inside their 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 dark house with a mail piling up for days, if not weeks. But that's all behind us. 
the rancor of family arguments. That's also behind us. We're, we're on a sun, sun, slap, happy, Chris Kringly, jingle, jangly day. And we'll be starting on that right after this. Have you ever thought about starting your own business, creating a brand or sharing your wealth, knowledge with the world, using your years of experience to create something for yourself? Hover wants to help you take the first step in getting your ideas off the ground. If you have a brand that you've always dreamt of building or a business you want to take online, the first step is finding your domain name. Hover makes this super simple with a clear and straightforward user experience, easy to use tools, and truly amazing support from friendly humans. It's never too late to step up to the plate and share what you have to offer. Getting online has helped thousands of people around the world reach new heights with their businesses. Now, as you might all remember, I used to have my own little freelancing business. And when I was pitching myself to the different publications and asking them for work, I would point them to flowrights.tech, which used to point to florenceiron.com, but now it takes you to my Gizmodo author page. I love the fact that Hover had made it so easy for me to make that transition for the URLs just as I was transitioning, you know, my business, like what I was doing out in the world. And so I always have this vanity URL that makes sure that whoever I give it to will use that and it will take them directly to where I am on the internet. In addition to classics like .com, you can get extensions like .shop, .tech, which is what I have, flowrights.tech, and .art. With over 400 more to choose from, you'll be able to find the perfect domain name for your business, one that's memorable, relevant, and boosts your brand. You can buy a domain, set up custom email boxes, and point it to your website in just a few clicks. If you ever run into trouble, help is just a phone call or chat away. Secure, simple, and reliable, Hover is a trusted and popular choice amongst millions of people launching any kind of brand or business. If you're ready to get your idea off the ground with the perfect domain name, head to hover.com slash material to get 10% off your first Hover purchase. That's hover.com slash material to get 10% off. Our thanks to Hover for their support of this show and Relay FM. Well, there's an article in Axios that uh, that nicely put together some data that a uh, team of marketing researchers at Inside Insider Intelligence released recently, uh, with charts and graphs and circles and arrows that asks the musical question: Is is the Google slash Meta duopoly of digital ad sales over with? Maybe, and I'm going I'm to spin this as maybe good news for for Google, uh, but but yeah, but numerically it's bad news for Google and Meta. Um, so for the first time. <laughs> Uh, since 2014, uh, according to this report, uh, the, the two companies are expected to bring in less than half of all U.S. digital ad buys uh, this coming quarter. Uh, and again, if this analysis does prove true, that would be kind of a bellwether landmark thing. And the graph does show like not a sharp decline in like their in their ad sales, but it shows the trending downward, whereas other markets, other places where people buy, uh, where people sell ads is slowly trending TikTok. upward. Yeah, exactly. Well, you you you'd think so. Um, oh, streaming that, that, includes TikTok. I yeah, see. Yeah, part of part of this what makes this report so interesting is that it does make a provide a good overview of what the ad mm-hmm. business is like in 2022. TikTok is a very very good guess because certainly like Zuckerberg when they're talking about. <laughs> funnily enough when he uh, when he was t- telling qu- uh, shareholders at the quarterly meetings about oh gosh we're losing a lot of money and our percentage and has nothing to do with the fact that i'm such a s- baller of a visionary it's it's because of those that darn apple that's shutting us off from uh, from ad data and that darn tiktok that's uh, stealing all of our views with their uh, with their millennial eyeballs and their generation z eyeballs like no nah, it doesn't have anything to do with your spending basically half of your revenue on a 
pie in the sky <laughs> VR, VR project, the metaverse project that is ever, absolutely never going to pay off. Um, so, and, uh, and even Google sort of hinted at, well, there's a lot of competition out there that we're, they're kind of, we're kind of uh, dealing with this new world, but the report, uh, particularly as explained by Axios did a really good job of breaking it down that the problem is that it's not as though there's like a no a new challenger that's coming up to become the new Google or become the new meta or turn into a triopoly <laughs> of the ad market. It's that it's being, it's becoming splintered so badly. Um, the one organization building its own new ad network that's making the biggest strides is Amazon. Uh, they generating about $30 billion uh, in, in ad revenue. And that partly that's because, they're generating ads to be displayed towards shoppers and trying to influence directly influence their buying decision at the point of where they intend to purchase something. And the same is to, it's true to a smaller extent at eBay and Walmart, where they're building their own uh, and other retailers, they're building their own ad network so that they can basically sell ads to people who we're, we're not going to be attaching ad for a, for a rechargeable chainsaw to a, a sport, to a sports article on uh, somewhere else on the internet. We are actually putting your ad or putting your placement in the search bar to people who are shopping for a rechargeable chainsaw at that moment. Um, so I just want to add to that real quick. Sorry to remind everybody that uh, earlier this year over the summer, Walmart and Roku had actually announced a commerce partnership for yep. TV ads so that you could go, You, if you're watching something on Roku, you can go buy it from Walmart. And I just wanted to kind of like bring that up because I'm remembering that this is kind of this insidious way where ads are finding, I mean, we always yeah, had absolutely. ads on TV, obviously, but like it it gets more insidious when it's this like interactive element to it that gets you to click somewhere else. And, and also uh, we're getting ads. On, we used to have ads on TV, but we're also getting Seinfeld and friends for free without paying a damn dime for it. So you kind of understood there was, there was a, a and deal Frasier. In place. and Frasier, uh, uh, <laughs> sorry, like news, all, news, like, news radio before when Andy uh, Dick yeah, before he, new, before he went news insane. radio spins it like all every every sitcom exactly. you can think of but see and and that and that's really that you brought that up because that's another part that, uh, that that's fluttering the market that there's so many different screens that are kind of outside the normal like traditional uh, like meta Google uh, AdSense mm -hmm. uh, network uh, including including uh, smart TVs I oh god I see so, you know I'm not paying for I, I'm not subscribing to Paramount plus now I'm double not subscribing to paramount plus because i saw someone posted a screenshot where uh, like like a lot of uh, streaming services it's ch you can get one version of it that's a little bit more expensive but there will be no ads if you want to you can save some money get the lower cost tier but there will occasionally be ads that seems like a fair deal because it's not like they're they're charging a hundred dollars more per month for a certain amount of money more if i never want to see an ad on youtube i can make sure that i never see outside of an ad for ridge wallet and shave company and any any you mean the embedded of, ads embedded. right okay but but the, the ones that really honk me off that i'm never going to see them okay but on paramount plus so they decided that yeah you know what it kind of i feel like our users are stealing from the streaming service when they pause and all they get all they have to see is like a still frame from where they pause this is a good time for us to sell an ad and there's like a so someone's watching picard uh on paramount plus right and they pressed plot pause and there's like an ad for canada dry and absolutely sticking the knife in further they're they're saying hey we we, I, we see you, you like to stop your binge watching every once in a while we approve of that have a nice counter dry and i'm like oh 
my freaking God, I would be canceling, canceling, not just canceling it. I'd be saying, okay, so you've billed me for the next month. It is now the fourth day of December. I want a refund for the for the remaining 20, 27 days of the month. And I want someone to yell at because like the, the, the every, ugh, the, the, the idea that they're going to be putting an ad everywhere they can possibly do so. And even that I'm, even the fact that I'm paying you more, I'm not, I'm not saying that uh, when our deal was, wasn't that like, I don't want to be interrupted by a 30 second ads. Like I don't want to see any ads whatsoever. That's why I'm paying you mm-hmm. at a, a pretty good chunk of change per month to for that privilege that's not your opportunity to define what an ad is and advertise at me anyway but getting back to the getting back to the story it just goes to show there's so many different places where ad buyers can can make their presence known to uh, to uh, to consumers and oftentimes in a much more effective setting than they could like in a google search or sniffing at a new york times article or anything like that so uh uh, how is this good news I'm spinning? Well, because in the United States, as well as worldwide, every single government seems to want to break up every single large right. tech company uh, for anti-competitive and uh, and monopolistic positions mm-hmm. inside markets. And this, if this is, this is the, the organization that did this research is Pretty well known, pretty well respected, but it is just one organization. But if it does bear out uh, with other uh, people's analysis, it does show that. Look, I mean, they're not; they're, they don't. It's it's not as though they are uh, Meta and and Google own this entire market space, and they're they can never ever be taken down by anybody. They are being ground down slowly by not just one competitor in the form of Amazon or two in the form of Amazon and TikTok. They are being taken down by like fire ants. <laughs> Or, and they'll, I'm sure they'll mm-hmm. never be out of business perfectly, but nonetheless, they're going to be ground down and ground down enough that I, it, it could really put the hurt on Facebook. Excuse me. I'm, I, I almost refuse to. I'm, uh, it's very, it's very hard. You've been calling out Facebook for like decades now. Yeah, and I know. It's, and it's, and it's and not, not just that, but it's such a stupid name. It's, I was, so I was, uh, I, I was reading a, uh, I was reading an article about, uh, about like a, digital like uh, virtual reality avatars and performances they um in a in conjunction with uh, with meta uh biggie smalls that biggie smalls estate like basically created a digital like biggie smalls to do mm-hmm. like a live con to be like the top act on a on a, on a vr uh a virtual reality like a rap uh, hip-hop show and uh and <laughs> And uh, the person who wrote this article like asked the, the the spokesperson at Meta was using like all kinds of different terminology to explain exactly what Biggie what the Biggie Smalls like avatar was, <laughs> and so I had to pull this I had to pull this beautiful quote that I now want to have on a T shirt or like on a throw pillow somewhere. It's like when asked when asked to define the metaverse, Meta Meta declined to comment, <laughs> or Meta had no comment. You should get that printed on a shirt. It's. Again, if if I had come up with that line like two days later when I read that back, I go, oh my goodness, I'm definitely if if I become well known for this line, I could die very 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 happy. I didn't I didn't come up with the, with the phrase jump the shark, but that's that that'll that'll do me very very happy. So yeah, uh, it, it it goes to show that just because a, a monopoly one year does not mean you can maintain a mop, monopoly in subsequent years, and unlike the situation that Google uh, found itself in. 
uh, like in the late 20 teens, like <laughs> they are not going to be allowed to buy their way out of this problem by buying another ad network that has good experience with smart TVs and good experience with gas station self-service pumps and this sort of thing. They're going to have to dig their way out of it on their own. Uh, <laughs> and if you wonder why they they're being so aggressive about placing more ads with YouTube and creating new YouTube products that they can put ads in front of. This is the reason why. Oh yeah. That's a really good point, Andy, especially like when you think about, I know like I keep making jokes about generations and, you know, different people coming to the internet, but like that is the Sorry. truth is that the, the internet is evolving just as the new like set of users are coming in and the way that people are being advertised to now, particularly young people, is very different than the way that I was advertised to. It's very different than the way that Andy was advertised to. Um, and so I am very curious to see, especially, especially like look at the economic climate we're in right now. Yeah, I'm very curious to see how they're going to weather the storm. Surprisingly, this chart actually begins in 2008, which I <laughs> yep. think is interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't. I don't even think Google. The year nobody Google, could find a job outside of college. <laughs> did Google even own AdSense? Was it two thousand seven? I do. I. I was still. I was still in college, so I do not remember. Ooh. I was probably drunk. <laughs> Just being honest. Again, we were all stupid and one one. College is for uh, for a lot of different, serves a lot of different functions. Education uh, is one of them. You that you know. Another another one another one is like so that you can be thirty years old and think, oh my god, I am so glad I made a mistake as big and stupid as that in college. Because if that happened when I was twenty three and in my own apartment, I'd be having a much more different. I'm I'd be having a very it's different very life true. right now. It's very true. <laughs> uh, well, uh, so we'll be talking about Pixel tablets up next, right after this break. Well, if you're an, if you have any knowledge of Google's history and trying to keep the lid off on any sort of a hardware announcement, there is no lid. There is no pot. There, there are no walls in the kitchen. They are terrible at, at at keeping a secret. Eventually, first a brilliant render will appear of whatever it is that they haven't announced yet that we, that they might actually release next year, and it will prove to be absolutely correct to every detail. And then a month after they announce it, but a month before they actually release it, you will have product specs. Someone will have picked up a, 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 a production copy of a shrink wrap and give you a full unboxing video. They are just terrible at it. If they were, and they're not even so good at revealing this information accidentally that you could think that, okay, maybe this is part of the marketing. They're going to quote, they're going to quote, accidentally leave a pixel watch behind in a bar. No, no, it's just, they're, <laughs> Either they don't care or they just don't have the money and the budget. Again, this macroeconomic situation for a singular sure. 10 years. They don't they don't have enough money to basically print out a piece of paper that says, okay, we're letting you have this phone so that you can take it like into the woods and see how the how well the antennas work. But you know, don't sell it. Just try not to sell it. So, but th this this one kind of, kind of takes kind of takes the cake. Uh, Google's been talking about their Pixel tablet for quite a while. We saw our first quote look at it a couple of months ago at an event where they didn't even have like actual hardware to hold up to as a prop when they explained like how how much progress they're making on the new pixel tablet they just had photos of the thing all we know is that's going to release somewhere in 2023 and that it will be a tablet 
that has a docking station that when it's docked to the docking station, it will kind of look like a really, really big nest, uh, smart home display, uh, for, for good reasons, when they talked about it uh, a couple months ago, they had a very good explanation that, hey, they researchers, they researched, uh, discovered that people, most of the time, a tablet just basically uh, does nothing. It stays in the bag. We're not using it. We're not reading a book or watching a movie. We decided, hey, let's make the, let's make the docking station useful so that when it's not being used, it will still be useful. Okay, they're thinking about this. So they still haven't announced anything about pricing, nothing about uh, release date except for maybe 2023. Okay, so fast forward to, I don't know, last week. Someone put one of them up for sale on Facebook Marketplace, and it's the weirdest damn thing. Like Flo, you like you you've seen lots of leaks too. Like this this is this was super super weird how this how this came down. My husband just recently put up some of Mona's old baby stuff on Facebook Marketplace, and this looks like the equivalent of that. Yeah, I mean it's 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 doubly strange. Like number one because if you anybody who has access to oh, by the way these are all look completely legit. Uh, they don't look like they, yeah. oftentimes the question is like, are these renders? Because oftentimes these quote leaked photos unquote are just some design students, like photorealistic renders of what they imagine a pixel watch would look like with a pixel styling, uh, a, a pixel styling applied to it. Uh, when this, when this word, when, uh, these pictures started to float around, they're first discovered, uh, on Facebook marketplace by, uh, someone on, uh, on Twitter, uh, by the name of I've gotten written down here. What is it? It's something. It's something. Uh, a Twitter handle. The Twitter handle is ah, Shrimp Apple Pro. Yes. Yes. Sorry. Um, the Twitter name is Shrimp Apple Pro. The Twitter handle is VN Choco Taco. There we go. Did did it did it disappoint them when like the Choco Taco like was off the market now they i got gee i gotta come up with like something a new handle because people are not gonna understand what a choco taco isn't <laughs> i'm sure they're fine because then they were posting uh these pixel tablet leaks from facebook well, marketplace yeah. and getting lots of hits yeah and, and of course it got ta- of course it got taken down possibly because someone bought it and that was it or maybe because someone pointed oh, them the on the shoulder got said, taken down yeah oh, okay so because yeah, because I realize that they and uh, let me describe the photos that again they look they don't look like what we typically see for like a leaked device because usually they are tattooed everywhere they know mm-hmm. they know exactly that if you if if you want to share if if you got access to this thing like for fifteen minutes at a at a at a training seminar uh like at a factory or something. Uh, and you want to like share, put share photos with the press. That's why like the Google logo is not the Google logo. It's like some bizarre glyph of the Google logo. They know that you're going to be taking a picture of like the front screen. So they'll put stuff that's maybe not even necessarily like a barcode, but a different sort of pattern on the front so that they can at least, uh, Google can at least analyze the picture and figure out what lot this came from, what kind of a, what, what kind of a piece of hardware this was, where it might've went, that sort of stuff. It really does look like finished, like boxed hardware. There's no packaging included, but mm-hmm. there's the, the a black version of the Pixel tablet. There's the dock. They both look fresh and clean. Uh, they There's no picture on the back of it, except for you kind of see it when it's in the dock. You can see sort of a corner of it. So maybe there are a couple stickers on the back there, but you can see like on the dock, like from almost all angles, and there's nothing to identify this as a production sample or test or a test production run or anything like that. Anything that you would expect app uh, Google to have done to this thing to make it identifiable uh, through a leak or anything like that. The leaker was, <clears throat> excuse me, the seller 
was also kind enough to uh, take a picture of like the settings page uh, through which we discovered that this was a 256 gigabyte model. Also, interestingly, that if the battery was charged to 70% and it was predicting mm-hmm. that it still had about what 10 hours, it could, it could have been any, it had, it was a two digit number. It kind of looked like 14 to me, but I will, I'll definitely attest to it looking uh, like a two digit number. So let at least me 10. Look it up for you. I had to actually turn this around. It is 70% about 15 hours, 54 minutes left. So nearly 16 hours. It's uh, I believe that is longer than, the 2021 iPad. I mean, that's that's super good news for to, yes. to, have, to have that kind of battery life, especially at 70%. Like if that was at 100%, that would be competitive. That's very interesting. So, to me, by the way, it screams low end or mid range. Yeah, definitely not, not a terribly powerful processor. Definitely not necessarily a whole bunch of co-processors that are draining battery. Uh, that's certainly that's certainly smart. Um, and, that, and that if true, that would also kind of also be for me, it would be a good sign that if they're if they're trying to produce a low cost Android tablet that's uh, maybe a little more desirable than a uh, than an Amazon Fire tablet, but still not necessarily competitive with a business product like a Samsung. So something that would cost about as much as an iPad Air around mm-hmm. that, but would be a Google not only a, a Google Android tablet, but also in a docking station, be a very very good smart speaker and like the you know, home smart display that would be very very interesting um but again it's very, so the but the seller it's not as though they found it and they didn't know what they have oh well, it seems to be some sort of android oh, tablet i don't know it actually said that it's listed explicitly as a pre-release 2023 pixel tablet and so here's the weird thing he was asking for they're asking four hundred dollars for it that's not a lot of money for something that you know is like. Yeah, that's why it's making me think. Also, by the way, if you look at the render or not, excuse me, you look at the pictures and our renders, it just looks like somebody chopped off the the speaker part of a Nest Audio when the tablet isn't on the base. Hmm. It's quite it's quite interesting just to like just to think that this is a very simplified version of whatever google has in its manufacturing lineup yeah it's it's weird again it it, it does look genuine to me mm-hmm. um Same. Same. and and also i i have to wonder what is someone's uh, you if i wanted to get photos of pre-release hardware out there and be able to say that i have copies of this picture and have plausible deniability as to how I got hold of these of these pictures, I would basically have a friend post a Facebook Marketplace ad so that I could report on the the appearance of this mm. Facebook Marketplace ad, as opposed to saying, "Oh, well, I can't tell you where I got this from, but I seem to have landed." That the, the background, of the pictures, they look. There's a lot of that, like sort of like a uh, uh, chrome. Uh, st- chrome pipe mesh sort of stuff that I kind of associate with like store fixtures as though this is the back room of someplace. Like, but it's, it's really, where employees eat lunch. Right. Exactly. Um, (laughs) but yeah, it's, it's, it's weird because there's just so much about this. Again, we, we agree that it looks like a genuine thing. It matches up with the photos that Google has shown of this thing without being such a close parrot that, you would think that okay, someone just did a, a CG render of it and put it in, put it into a background, but at the same time, 
who on earth who has access who has access to one of these things at this level excuse me at this point in its in its development cycle would even consider a leak a leaking it b putting it on facebook marketplace c asking what would conceivably be a retail just the plain retail price for it as opposed to uh, it just it's well, all I can say is whiskey tango foxtrot. It's like I mm-hmm. no, I do, it's you know I have the same reaction. Oddly enough, I have the same reaction to this blurry picture, like sort of like sort of uh, skeevy Facebook market list place listing as I have to like Apple's uh, self driving car or a couple other things. With like, okay, it doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, I'm just going to have to count on learning what the facts are in the fullness of time <laughs> because – and I feel like anything I do to try to explain how this thing be- is becoming a thing would only make me look foolish. Uh, but okay, that's that's fine. Again, again 70% battery life uh, with fifteen hour, 10 to 15 hours of, uh, of, of life left. That would be it's a good thing if it's a real range. thing. Yeah. That could be like, like maybe – have have they said have they said that it has tensor chips in it or is, are there – not even mentioned. Oh, I don't, I don't remember. The thing is, is just, everything has been so like not confirmed. Yeah. They, 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 they're saying that it exists right now. It seems to exist mostly from, from the lack of details that we have, all that I am confident of is that they want this to be the vanguard, you know, the flag bearer of, Hey, look, Mm -hmm. we're now really, really serious about, about uh, tablet apps for Android as opposed to we're just going to stretch the old the old uh, the, the old phone apps uh beyond that we just don't know which is which actually leads us into like our next mm-hmm. kind of topic of discussion uh now i'm i'm really only using the 95 95 google article as a springboard for our own conversation uh they they're basically asking why they uh, as 95 uh, 95 google and xda developers and a lot of others uh, have done there's app uh, one of the reasons why google can't keep their apps on stuff is because they put up they put out so many builds to the developer channel of things that they're the general like android build that there are always if they if there's going to be support for a future tablet or a future piece of hardware they're working on there's going to be some sort of breadcrumbs left behind inside that mm-hmm. uh, that develop that mm-hmm. dev channel release that they are going to disassemble they're going to find and so the evidence that there are going to be two models of pixel tablet and one of them is going to be a pixel pro oh. actually called the pixel pro seems like a really really safe bet they're definitely it seems as though they're definitely developing it they haven't announced anything like a pixel it's called the pixel pro so it could be one of those things that they are developing and then they decide to go a different direction on but they do ask the question like why would why would google even consider making a pixel pro tablet um and that's a that's a good question for discussion because like, like i was saying earlier i like the idea of something with like google build quality google construction uh Google's design hardware design language and a tablet that is of better than a pocket sized uh, device that would cost maybe about as much as an iPad air, like maybe around $400, maybe a little bit less, especially something that could be basically a smart speaker with a detachable tablet that you can put into a, a, a case and use it to read comic books or watch movies or even do answer email uh, like where you're at three hours at a coffee shop. That's a really good idea to me. The idea of putting the suffix pro on something and by implication, add more features to it, add more capabilities to it, add more power to it and make it more expensive. I don't know what Google would be playing at. I don't know that they would be doing this. I just keep 
I just keep thinking about like what the strategy is in 2023 and going forward. And it seems to me that Google really has to prove its hardware business this next year. It cannot falter. It cannot just like do experiments like the pixel slate. Okay. The pixel (laughs) slate flopped. And that's why I am not really, I'm not really confident in the idea of a pixel tablet pro. Um, Also, we were only promised one tablet which I know is like, well, flow, they could do right. whatever they want to do. Sure, whatever. I get it. I agree. Maybe they could do what they want to do. But I don't think they're going to introduce two tablets on us. Also, if they did that, it would take away some of the, the steam. I don't, I don't know what I'm It would take away some of the oomph that we would get out of seeing a Pixel foldable. Something that could that could fold out into a tablet. Hmm. Um, And that would have all the requisite specifications to be a pro the same way that like the Samsung phones do. That's a, that's a good point. The, the only, the only problem that I would have with that is that uh, right now there doesn't seem, we we haven't talked about rumors about there are a lot lot more, a lot of additional rumors about uh, a pixel foldable becoming a little bit and they've more. been around for like three years yeah they've been around for three years this but it, they've been gaining a certain amount of velocity and specificity in the past like three or four months not enough that every time there's a new drop of like speculation or uh, or something found in a, in a developer build that's i think it's worth our time to really discuss it but there's if if and when they do come out with it it's still not going to be cheaper than 1500 bucks they're like the, these panels are so expensive uh, to procure uh, that that's it's, true it's be, which so, and it's already so hard to sell people on it really without them like trading and everything in and their closets right and and so uh i just i i think that if uh, and again the, the idea of a pixel pro is not something that they're just simply speculating about there's there are at least breadcrumbs of okay there is a product somewhere on a whiteboard inside of google again whether they have hard plans to release it in 2023 or at all are anyone's guess, but there are definitely enough breadcrumbs that there is a second tablet being developed alongside the, the one that hmm. they've, they've been speaking about. Uh, but, the, but if you, t- but if, uh, if this, these breadcrumbs indicate that it's going to be a something, something pro implies more expensive, which means that, okay, if you put this anywhere near the price of even like a 10 inch, like iPad pro, you're going to invite so many comparisons between a really beefy and healthy uh, productivity app ec- and creativity app ecosystem yes, in the iPad with a, you know, that works as, works as, I, I think that Google will have its hands full basically demonstrating that, hey, look, it works great with a mouse and a trackpad and a keyboard. Hey, isn't it nice that we are supporting this open, like uh, uh, this open stylus standard so you don't have to buy our, speci- our special $150 stylus. You can buy whatever stylus you want and use it on whatever tablet you want. We are basically trying to find a happy ground between these fire tablets that are $50 because they're heavily subsidized by ads and they're designed so that if your kid vomits all over it and throws it out the car window, you won't even slow down to pick it up and risk being late for your eye doctor appointment. You'll just buy another. You'll just, you'll just pull another brand new one out of the glove box. A happy medium better than that, but not as good as a even like a six hundred dollar uh, Samsung uh, Samsung tab, uh, which is probably now the only really good like iPad competitor in Android space right now. If you want to, if you want something that is like super, even thinner than a laptop 
more handy than a but laptop. But it's still very expensive. It's still very expensive to buy into that. I do wonder if maybe what they'll do is we'll have a Pixel tablet and then we'll have the Pixel 6, 7a. And then toward the end of the year of 2023, we would have like all the flagships from Google and that would include a pro tablet. Maybe they're waiting to see how the market receives it. I don't know. Uh, or maybe maybe this is software features that will come to this affordable tablet that's docked. Yeah. I see. I, I, I just hope that Google doesn't drop the ball on this. It's uh, like I, I still have I still have hopes and expectations for a really for an Android tablet revolution. Yeah. Particularly, I, I like I Google has done so much good with the Pixel name in the past three or four or five years that to extend that to a tablet, yeah, is it's very attractive to me. And also the idea of the the only things that I ever have really really dis, disliked about my iPad Pro. Which again, I spent like thirteen hundred dollars for because I, I I I bought it as like my ultra lightweight like productivity mm-hmm. machine for travel. Uh, the only times that that thing ever drives me up a wall is when I tr- try to ask it to do something that's even marginally laptop like, saying "Hi, iPad, iPad. Um, I have this video file. Um, that let me finish. Let me finish. I would like to copy it from my media server." Onto you, so that I could play the file. I, uh, That's no, asking no, too no, much. I, I, no, I really don't want it to be iTunes. No, no, I also don't want to. Uh, uh, again, I would like to copy it from here to there, and then use an app that plays video on you to play the file. And oh my god, it is such a diva-like negotiation to get that to to get that even work i would love to have and and the idea of having a like just a regular version of google chrome you know on this uh, on this device uh the the ability to simply like plug a a usb thumb drive into the usb-c port of a pixel tablet (laughs) just drag it from one plate one window to another i know and then and then vlc running anywhere can simply find it and play it that and 10 other examples I could cite would get me really, really interested in a Pixel tablet. Not not so much that I would stop using my really, really lovely <laughs> and still not really quite justified paid for <laughs> two, two, two-year-old iPad Well, you Pro, did but... buy it during a pandemic right before a recession. <laughs> well, I was bored. Uh, I, was, I was kept up. And it, and it was the first one no, with the M1 okay, chip. No, it's okay, Andy, by the way. I'm, don't listen. You know it's, me. It's, 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 give, it's, given me, it's given me plenty of service. I just Yes, Exactly. And actually, exactly. but before we move on, I because this is very very relevant, it's finally happened. It's finally happened that the Pixel Book, which I love and I still love and it's still useful and still works, has largely just been like kept on a shelf because now, like it's all my MacBook Pro and it's all my iPad Pro. I can't point to a single specific thing that like made the switch for me, but. Actually, part of it, part of it was that like now my 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 MacBook Pro is now old enough that like it has some good honest patina on it. I'm no longer afraid to just like you know ca- carry it by one corner like and right. balance and balance like a, 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 a you plate with a piece of cake on MacBook. it. So so now now I can like take it from like the bedroom into the living room into the kitchen, mm-hmm. you know, and that sort of stuff. But yeah, so. Yeah, maybe I just still got like a Google like Android slash Chrome OS. This isn't a Chrome OS tablet; it would be like an Android tablet. But I kind of, kind of, I kind of got an itch for like a productivity ultra mobile thing that maybe to see what Google would do for me. Uh, 
<laughs> but uh, so I, I I don't think I would be in the market for the tablet for the uh, Pixel tablet. But there were a Pixel tablet A. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> or actually for that, for that matter this is the first time it actually actually occurred to me that what could they do with like a pixel watch a <laughs> like oh, get God. the price down Andy, from they need to figure out the pixel watch first okay, well, before we start just talking about find, that find a way to like do the same thing they do with like the pixel like phone a just like find a way to like knock half the price off still make it basically functional for what it's supposed to do I don't know. I'm for for hundred. I'm saying for one hundred and fifty, hundred seventy five dollars, I might be closer to buying one. Like, if the if the if the black if the Black Friday prices and like the holiday prices had dipped <laughs> well below three hundred dollars, I would consider because you know I am still I still I still have my loaner. I'm still charging it up and wearing it most days. I still I use I wore it every day during I wore it to, to my uh, uh, trip to New York City and I was using it a lot. So not, unfortunately, I'm at the point where it's like, ah, damn it, it's like. I, I have an extension of the loan, but it's like, ah, at some point, this is not, this is not like me continuing to have a long, long range, like mm-hmm. experience with this. At some point I'm using this as my watch that I'm wearing because I like it, at which point I'm going to be forced to like put this back in its box and either leave, leave it in the box or buy one of my own. Uh, and it's, it's just not a $350 watch to me. It really isn't. So I, so I see, so I get what you're saying. <sighs> Okay, but speaking okay, but speaking of, we're gonna wrap up with a uh, speaking of uh, Pixel A's. So this is this is the one piece of unsarcastic, unvarnished good news uh, for Google and Pixel fans. Uh, Marquez Brownlee does his uh, and his team do his annual uh, roundup review of uh, of camera phones, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, this year it's, it gets more and more popular every year. This year it became much more methodical and much more expansive. Uh, where they set up a website, they programmed a, a website that would just get pair, dis- display to visitors like pairs of identical photos taken with two different cameras. I think there were like half dozen, maybe eight different uh, phones all across the Android spectrum uh, that were in this race. Uh, they had uh, port- uh, portraits, they had uh, camera uh, port- pictures that showed off HDR, pictures that were kind of snapshotty. They had video, again, side by side, just... No, no, nothing to give you an indication of what camera shot watch does. Do you like the one, do you prefer the one on the left or the one on the right? And so they published the results in the video today and beating out the $1,200 iPhone 14 Pro, beating out like the Samsung Samsung S22 uh, for $1,200, beating out even the Pixel 7 Pro, the Pixel 6a. I, right, the champion right. of the entire competition, and you can buy it on the Google Store right now for two hundred and ninety nine dollars. Um, the Pixel Seven Pro team does not have to hang its head in shame; it was number two, so it also beat <laughs> yeah. it beat the iPhones. And again, it, it's uh, there doesn't seem to, the the video explains the methodology. I think that you can go to the, their websites and if you want even more detail on how they ran the numbers, but there doesn't seem to be any like screwing around with the numbers of where you find out that, Oh, by the way, we remember years ago uh, when the, when the Mac first, when the, when the first Macs came out there, I think uh, consumer reports or PC world or somebody uh, did like a roundup of like eight different PCs and uh, Macs mm-hmm. came in last dead last for ease of use. And you're like, how the hell did it, Which was it beaten up by, by DOS, yes. by, by DOS machines? I said, Oh, well, because uh, there's no like way to like open an app using just the keyboard. 
It's like, what? Like, oh, you see, every week, all the other computers, you can just like, have a function key and, like, use the arrow keys to select it and then this, this, like, but uh, there are no arrow keys on the Mac, the original Mac keyboard, so you have to use the mouse, and that basically, on uh, because of our our scoring system, gave it a zero. So there, there didn't seem to be anything like that going on with the with this phone test. It was, obviously, you can always ask, you can always ask your, uh, any statistician, any data scientist could say, oh, well, maybe you should have, like, had a sample size of X, Y, or Z. It seems to be as good and fair and even as such a test could possibly be. Uh, and also uh, there's an argument that all this is completely invalid because all that matters is what do you like? Uh, right. I, I sup- supplemented with the observation that honestly, if you, uh, if uh, all of these were like pictures that were just taken directly off of the camera, I often think that if I ever wanted to do a roundup like this, it would, I would do the roundup in two different ways where I would do it like, again, just basically straight from the camera, blind taste test side by side, but also in the mix would be the exact same photos only after I'd have a stopwatch for every photo. And I would just basically spend all of 10 seconds, like adjusting sliders to make it look better, you know, Mm. adjusting it to like one human being's taste. Uh, My human, me being a, a, close enough to human being for, 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 for eventually for these phones will do that though. Just think about all that AI that is always working in the background. But what, what I'm saying is that mostly it's just like, uh, I, I think that a phone can, can walk away with this simply because it just happens to be, use warmer tones. Uh, one, one of the problems with, with we call it a problem with iPhones is that they tend to be, their colors tend to be very neutral, which yes. means that they're, they don't feel as real. They they may be the most accurate rending of color, but it doesn't feel like the right color and it doesn't provoke a response. Whereas the Pixel phones, I, I've always enjoyed like the, its computational photography model because it stays real, but it feels real as well. Uh, and so this also this also kind of underscores. Oh gosh, I've forgotten his name, but the uh, Stanford uh, computational photography pioneer who was hired mm-hmm. by Google as their czar of basically photography. Uh, Pixel it was phone, Mark. Mark. As something. Was his name it? Mark? Yes. I think I met him once, and I was able to tell him. I, I mean, I've been I've been using his algorithm since like it was a Stanford like research app that was available for the iPhone. You know, it's like oh my god, it was like. <laughs> The things this thing can do is like, oh my god! Like I'm getting all this really cheap iPhone three. It's amazing, uh, but the but uh, he, uh, one of the complaints that people would say about uh, about Pixel phones is that oh my god! Like you're using a it's a you're charging like six hundred dollars for this phone, but it's uh, but still like a, a five year old like Sony sensor, and it wasn't just Google being cheap. It was it was his philosophy that as an expert in uh, in digital digital image sensors, his actual point of view was that the increments in quality you get from an image sensor year over year are not that great. And when you compare it to, and when you compare it to like having not just one year of experience with a specific sensor, but two years of experience with the same sensor, then three years, Mm -hmm. then four years Mm -hmm. of experience Mm -hmm. developing computational photography models for this one specific sensor, you get to, after four or five years, you get to know the sensor so well that you can exploit every single photon of potential off of this and i think that maybe that's why the pixel 6a beat out the 7 pro even though the 7 pro has a much much more sophisticated and modern Mm -hmm. uh, image sensor because 
6A has an older image sensor. The models that have been written for this are very, very well-tuned and know that very, very well. Because uh, in the end, it doesn't matter what the hardware is. All that matters is like the actual JPEG that gets deposited uh, onto Google Photos or, or iPhotos or whatever. Uh, and so no one cares that you have a much better optical system. No one cares that you have a much better, uh, uh, much better sensor system. So if you, if you were able to cook the numbers so much that, again, random strangers on a blind taste test prefer your $300 phone to your $1,300 phone, that's a good vote in favor of, of just knowing your sensor. <sighs> well, next year is certainly going to show us a bunch of new sensors, a bunch of new phones. Yes. And I will, con- I will convince myself that, oh, blind. Yes, I can't really tell the difference between what's my six, uh, my six pros pictures and the the eight pros pictures. But you know what? I have eleven hundred dollars that I could spend on a new phone to replace one that's perfectly good, and I'm stupid enough to talk myself into getting it. <laughs> that's 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 what that's what we do when we're when when you when you're when your hobby is photography. You tend to tell yourself that you know what the problem is. I'm wearing the wrong socks. If I have these right. new. $80 photography socks that keep maintain my balance on the balls of my feet, I would be steadier while holding this camera and it would be a much, much better photographer. I mean, that's what I did by buying the Pixel 7, but yep. anyway. <laughs> well, I think that's going to do it for us mm-hmm. this month. Uh, everybody uh, go to flowrights.tech to see what Flow has yes, got on the, on the agenda for the pre-holiday season. What anything, anything particularly interesting you want to flag? I'm just doing all my year-end, so I just put up my uh best phones to buy right now i just put up my year in review of smartphones um there's some more year in review stuff going up so that's kind of what to look forward from me i am taking the rest of the month off after this week so (laughs) excellent yes because you have you have ces to look forward to i do look look forward to use italics air quotes and not just ironically and sarcastically but Gen X, ironically, it's, it, sarcastically. Yeah, it, it's in person this year, this next year. It is very, it so does feel very me. personal, doesn't it? Yes, we will be, yes. we will be praying. <laughs> we'll be praying for every white blood cell that you can beg, yep. borrow, and steal that week. Oy. Um, as for me, I'm, I'm uh, on NPR in Boston most weeks. I'm on actually recording tomorrow uh, at uh, 1230 in the afternoon. By the time you uh, you listen to this podcast, you can go to WGBHnews.org uh, and restream it, or you can go to WGBH News channel on YouTube to watch and stream it. I have... Uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to be wearing a shirt and a tie and a the hat that I wore on Mac break weekly a couple of days ago. It depends on how puckish I'm feeling tomorrow. Uh, it, it's just a couple of days before Christmas and it's, it's been a long year where we, we mm-hmm. want to, we want to celebrate and relax and know oh, that Santa Claus is bringing us a nice ripe plum for our stockings uh, come, so. come in a couple of days uh, or go just uh, visit me uh, not go on Twitter and not go on Instagram to see other stuff that I'm working on. As usual, you can always support our show uh, with, uh, the second most valuable thing, the first most valuable thing is, of course, what you're doing right now, your time and investment. Thank you very, very much. Uh, we also accept money. Uh, you can go to Relay.fm and become a member of the Relay member and support our show. Go to Relay.fm slash material to sign up and gain access to members-only episodes that are produced by every single one of Relay's contributors, including us. We will be having more uh, coming out in 2023. I already have some outlines ready for us to start recording as soon as you're recovered from the wonderful, wonderful health that you're going to be in. You're not going to be, you're not going to get a flu. You're not going to get a cold. You're not going to get anything during CES. We're just going to, we're, we're going to give you a, a, we're going to give you a nice little vacation to do nothing 
just float in a pool, whatever. But after that, we'll be recording bonus episodes. Uh, But uh, that's it for this week, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to us this time. We hope you listen to us again next week. Until then, have a happy, healthy, safe, and wonderful seven days. If you're celebrating the 25th, enjoy the celebration. Put the sticker of your choice uh, in that that greeting. Uh, If you're not, there's nothing wrong with that. If you remember that the family is simply a circle of love that you create around yourself, some of those family members uh, share genetic information with you. Some of them you just simply acquired along the way and you're grateful for them. So if you got family around you, good for you. Enjoy them, love them, hug them. And uh, thank you from your, your, your podcasting family here at relay.fm. Happy holidays, everyone. Bye-bye.